Well, welcome to the Cut for Time podcast here at the Canton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Clay, and I have a very special guest with me this week. It's Pastor Peggy Hansen from the Madison United Methodist Church. Welcome back, Pastor Peggy. Thanks, Clay. Thanks for having me back. I always look forward yes. to getting to come hang out with you on this. Yeah, it's awesome. So right now we are in the middle of a sermon series based on fear. Um, and the interesting thing about this sermon series is that both you and I are preaching it together um, how do you want to, um, and concurrently, like we're, we're working together and compiling resources on a Google document and, um, brainstorming together about, you know, how the sermon should take shape. Um, but we're doing the series at the same time. And so it was just a fun idea to have pastor Peggy on, um, yeah. uh, to, to discuss. Um, so Peggy, I've, I've shared with the congregation why I'm doing the sermon series right now. Um, so what was, what's your rationale for why, why, why this sermon series right now? For the Madison I, United Methodist Church. Um, the Madison United Methodist Church has been through a lot in the last couple of years. We've had a lot of pastoral changes. Um, Madison in the last, like prior to COVID actually starting in 2020, they had just had a flood, then COVID. Uh, and so coming out of both of those, and then in 2022, we had a derecho, which did some significant damage to our building. And then they had pastoral changes and it's just been a lot of upheaval. And when there is so much uncertainty, fear is able to anchor a lot mm. easier because anxiety rises. Um, there's, as I said, uncertainty. It's just that like feeling trapped or stuck and just all of the feels that come with that. And I think when we're trying, when we don't know where to go, that's when fear is able to creep in and we start living into a season of scarcity versus abundance. Mm. What we don't have or what we wish we had. And those are ways that, because fear is both good and bad. This is one of those insidious oh times of fear. And so as we were getting ready for the end of the summer, looking towards um, building like leading into a capital campaign to do some of the construction projects, like the roof has gotten done and we're moving forward with some of that. It was, let's acknowledge what we're carrying and how do we have faith in the midst of this with all of the fear that does exist? Because it's not that people of faith don't experience fear. Right. It's that we know that fear is not the only part of the story. Mm. Nice. Nice. I like that. Thanks for sharing. So the last couple of weeks we've dealt with the fear of just kind of general fear and anxiety and just the power that fear has over us. Um, the fear of other people and the fear of loneliness and isolation yes. and disappointment and yeah, all of that internal struggle. Where we'd right. rather go, like, I don't I don't know if you ever had this encounter with your parents, but it's like, for me, it was, mom, I want you to be angry with me. Don't tell me you're disappointed. I can't handle your disappointment today. I need you to be mad at me. <laughs> because the disappointment, um, and, and you and I happen to also be recovering people pleasers. And I say in recovery because it, yeah. it's like AA. We, oh, we, yeah. Totally. <laughs> um. We, we're in that and learning how to have healthy boundaries and that fear of disappointing someone else. Huh? 
and recognizing mm-hmm. we are always going to disappoint someone else. Like there's just, yeah. um, but, but at what cost? Right. And, and that's why I appreciate that level of, um, what, what both Hamilton talks about and as we've talked about and explored of how do we change some of those perceptions? Mm. Like I really appreciated your intro to the sermon because the perception of introvertness sure. equals intelligence because at, like the ones that always seem to be lifted up and were viewed as smarter were always the ones that were more quiet and reserved or demure. And yeah, definitely. definitely. That was never me. Right. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. Like I was thinking about that. Like one of the, one of the things I ended up cutting this week was just kind of some of the rationale, but but behind how I came to that conclusion and like really um, throughout this entire sermon series, I've mentioned one of my professors in college, Dr. Kimlin Bender of just being this very, very intelligent person of whom I was deathly afraid of in college. Um, and he was the most, he still is the most intelligent person that I know. And he was an introvert and like an extreme introvert. And so like, that's kind of how I forged that connection of just like introversion and intelligence. And I want to be seen as intelligent. So obviously I have to be an introvert and then no, <laughs> just, just, just no, it's not how my brain is wired. I I don't, that's not how I get energy, you know? And so. Which is why we do sermon series together, right? Yes. Because we're both extrovert. We're external processors. We like yep. to, <laughs> and someone once asked me um, what I viewed hell look like. <laughs> Stay with me. And for me, it was complete darkness and not knowing if there was any other person or being in that space. And I could not move and I could not hear. Like it was totally sensory deprivation. And to me, that was the worst because in it, I'm left with my own thoughts. I, when I have to go introvert time, it's it's very focused in my thoughts when mm-hmm. I'm still in an extrovert space, it's still very scattered. And so in that moment, I was still in extrovert space. And uh, to think about that and that sensory deprivation, and that meant like also feeling cut off from God. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that is, that is on my top list of, of being afraid is sure. I have no desire to go into a sensory deprivation tank. Because right. for me, that's not going to be healing. It might be long run, but the initial sure. thought of even trying it, hold the, the, I feel the heart rate. I feel the palm sweat, like that, <laughs> that anxiety. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, right, that works for others. Right. I'd rather sit around with a cup of coffee with some friends and that's going to restore my, my body a lot faster. Same, same. Yeah. Yeah. And I get like that triggers back to like the amygdala part of the conversation from the first week of the series of like your brain has that sense where you're just like, oh, my body needs to panic because this is not safe. That would not be safe for you, Peggy. Right. Yeah. No. Right. And yeah. people are like, I love taking long walks by myself and like hikes. And I'm like, I love God's creation. I love to look at it. Please don't put me in it by myself. <laughs> I took a right. walk this morning and thank God I had a book on tape. 
because yeah. I I could then have the characters with me. That's yep. how extroverted I am. Oh and yeah. So there's same. that level of introversion that is a fear for me, and so loneliness mm. in that true isolation space. Oh, is yeah. I feel that in my very very core. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, yeah, and I think that like, you know, we, the good news from the sermon and the good news from the gospel is that we we're never truly alone. We're never cut off like that, even though life can make us feel that way, you know, like the circumstances of life. So like, I mean, this is the, this is back to school for us here in Canton. I don't know what, when's back to school for you in, in Madison. We start school next week. Okay. So next Tuesday. So, so we're doing our backpack blessing on Sunday. That's okay. like the one part difference in our service. <laughs> nice. Series. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, that was where I focused most of my attention, but like, I mean, I've I, very subtly at the end of the sermon mentioned, you know, like losing your spouse to death. Like there are different ways we can come into that feeling of loneliness. And like, it doesn't have to be, you know, just new school or figuring out life by yourself all over again. It can be, you know, at any point in time in our lives. And it can be when everything feels like on the surface, it's fine, you know, but yet we can end up feeling this isolated and this cut off. And, you know, what, what do we do with those types of feelings and how do we, you know, how, do, how does our faith navigate or how does our faith help us navigate, you know, those realities? Right. And, and that's, that's why I'm so thankful that I have faith because mm -hmm. there have been times of those depths of isolation, of grief, of like identity changing, like, I, yeah. You know, I've lost both of my parents, my biological parents and my stepdad. So like I am an orphan that changes your identity and what that means in family systems. Sure. Um, it can be the grief, the loss of a pet or um, the loss of a friend, like something. And it could even be like a silly and, and microscopic as it seems in the big picture, losing your favorite writing utensil. Oh, yeah. Because because there's something of the familiarity with it. And it and it's enough that you're like, this is just throwing off my whole day. It's like walking around with your pebble in your shoe that you just can't quite get out and it's uncomfortable. Right. And and it's those moments that we're like, okay, I know God is with me. That's easy to know, but how right. do I feel it? Definitely. And it's I heard something once and I don't remember where. So if the author of this quote happens to see this, please let me know. Um, it was in regards to uh, Jesus calling when Jesus calls Peter out on the water mm. and to walk on the water. And Peter comes out and he's looking at Jesus, but the wind blows, uh, the wind blows and the, the waves start to rise and Peter sinks. And Jesus says, you have little faith. And so often we think of that in a way of, um, diminutive, like punitively, like, come on, why mm -hmm. didn't you have enough faith right. versus dude, you had little faith, like in the size and the amount, like faith, like a mustard seed, that's not huge. So what if we actually looked at the size of like, Hey, you had faith, you came out now, keep it and right. let it, let it grow. So even when the waves and the storms are right, how do we keep our focus on Jesus mm. and, and what that looks like? And, and that's why I very much appreciated when Hamilton gets into the conversation on grace, he uses the thief on the cross. Yeah. Because when I was in a 
I was in a serious low point. Um, like my, my mom was dying of cancer. I didn't have money to get gas. I was still trying to be in college, working three jobs, like just the exhaustion of it all. Right. And I'm like having this poor little breakdown on my pastor at the time because he like pulled me aside and goes, Hey, you okay? And I'm like, no, I just yelled at him. God bless him. His name was Carl Stuckenberg. He's fabulous. He's out in California. Fair. Um, and he just looks at me and goes, Peggy, what do you think's next? Like, he, he, he asked me a question. He's like, what do you think is next for your mom? Because mm-hmm. we knew at this point she was dying. Fair. We prayed for a miracle, but expected reality. And I said, well, Jesus promised the thief on the cross today. You'll be with me in paradise. So there's got to be something more. And that's what I'm holding on to. And he said, then, then believe that for yourself too. Also, here's a gas mm-hmm. card. And I was like, okay, fear is not the end of my story. God is not done with my story. As a person of faith, death is not the end of my story. Right. And the fear of isolation and solitude, that is not of God. Mm-hmm. Because God doesn't want us to be alone. When God created humanity in Genesis 2, God's like, let's create man. Cool. Oh, we'll give man all the animals and all this. Oh, that doesn't seem to be enough. Humanity, man needs a partner. Yep. The first relationship, the first crisis in the Bible, the first time God says, it's not good. Yeah. Is a relationship crisis. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yep. There are times in which I don't feel God. That doesn't mean God's not with me. If Mm. I can breathe and if I can feel the air around me, God is with me. And sometimes I have to tell myself to believe it. That's what John Wesley did, like on his deathbed. What are the last words John Wesley said? Yeah, best of all, God is with us. Best of all, God is with us. And how how cool is that? Oh, super cool. And I know that there are those who have been hurt by people of faith. I know that there are those who have felt like, Organized religion is not their thing. I get it. Mm-hmm. But when this stuff happens, when, when, when it's just hard, best of all, God is with us. And that, that's, what I, that's why I felt called into the ministry. Yeah. Because I felt that and it was someone who is a person of faith who helped me see it. What does it look like to be that for someone else? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have very similar roots of just, you know, church was always the one place where I could fully be myself um, and not, you know, not have to hide behind, you know, this, this air of, you know, something else. I could just be me and it was, it was fine. It was okay. And I was accepted and loved and, you know, how, and now the opportunity to stand before people and proclaim that to them as as a pastor and to live that as a pastor and to and to hopefully embody that to the best of my abilities as a pastor is just it's an honor. Uh, it's the, it's the it's one of the honors of ministry. Um, it to, is to be that presence. It is, and I also take into consideration that in our profession, in our career and vocation, that we have so many people that tell us how we do it wrong. We have so many people who tell us how we are wrong. Like, hi, I'm a woman in ministry. I don't know how many times I've been told women can't be pastors. I do exist. I'm not a unicorn. Um, thank God the United Methodist Church exists. Right. And 
And I think about how I, I know so many of our colleagues and friends have left the ministry who have felt the burnout and the exhaustion because it can be so isolating. Oh, yeah. It can be. We are. We sometimes feel like failures a lot. We sometimes feel mm-hmm. like we, we can't please everyone. So everyone's disappointed in us. It can be isolating, especially as we're carrying stuff that other people can't know about and shouldn't know about, but yet we've yep. been entrusted with it. Yep. And, and we know God is with us, but the pain that comes. And, and so, you know, friends who, who listen and check this podcast, please pray for your pastor, pray for our pastors, uh, pray for your religious leaders, pray for your leaders, because uh. when we take on this authority, it's not something that we're like, I'm doing this because no, it's, it's, it's been put upon us. Like that's part of the ordination. It is put upon us that we are to claim, but there's a lot of weight to that. And again, that isolation can really come in, which then can build that loneliness, which is Mm -hmm. why, you know, like I'm thankful that we've been through so much life and ministry together in 2000. We met in what? 2012. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I was, think having it was annual like conference a, of 12. Yeah. I was having a little emotional breakdown. Uh, I, I have no problem talking about it. And yeah. you're like, because ah. <laughs> we had yeah. just met. We had just met. Yeah. But yet one of, been yeah. One of our first, uh, it was, yeah. One of our first memory, one, one of my first memories with you, Peggy, was just being in high V as you were just on a rant. And I was like, okay. I don't, I, I barely know Peggy, but I know something weird is happening. And so I'm just going to, I'm just going to listen and pray. That's, that's, that's can, my entire job right now. Did we so. go to High V before Cold Stone? Cause I remember being in Corey's yes. band. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yes. That's, that's what it was. Uh, and it was, yes. it was grieving. I was having a grieving moment because yeah. dead mom and ordinate commissioning and ordination is a really big deal. And it was. Yep mom's not going to be here for this. Yes. And I just met you and it was just a lot of feels that bubbled up after my very first ordination service of watching mm. that and grieving mm. it. And then we went and got ice cream. Yes. <laughs> Cause ice As cream everything. Definitely. Definitely. And then we got, we got yeah. commissioned and ordained together. And yes. um, my yep. child and one of your child are close in age. Mm-hmm. Simon and Simon, Simon and, Lillian. and Lillian. Yep. Yeah. And then like, you know, speaking, you know, on behalf of my part of the story of just we were in Minnesota for the commissioner's retreat of those being commissioned is when I found out that the senior pastor I had been appointed to serve with was moving, you know, like I, we were at the, we were in the middle of this retreat and like that whole year had been so weird in my, to be my first year of ministry and my last year of seminary. And, you know, and then all of a sudden I get a phone call out of nowhere when I'm in an entirely different state saying, Oh, Hey, by the way, I'm leaving. Let me pull the rug out from underneath you. You're about to make a monumental step in your vocation. Yep. Yeah. Like I felt, I mean, you know, because I mean, you're not supposed to internalize things like this and, and think it's your fault. But like, is it something that I did? You know, did did I, I mean, she'd been at the church that I, that I was at for 17 years. And so that makes sense because we're United Methodists that it makes sense that she was going to move. But it's still just like the timing feels weird. Well, and, and it was a late appointment and it wasn't. Uh, um, it was done in a different way. Yup. And so 
in that moment where I was feeling, you know, just up against it and alone and cut off. And, you know, it was Peggy saying, okay, we're going to go pray, you know, and just, you know, we found a room. I mean, it was a chapel-y looking type space and, you know, it was just Peggy praying with me and for me and, yeah, that that reminder that I'm not alone, um, that, that God was present, but also in a in a weird way, a friend was present, and 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 church was present, and you know, yeah, that can be when yeah. you find yourself in those moments of being cut off. You know, the the best thing that can happen is someone can come along, right? Which is one of those things. Like I understand social media is like it's such the double edged sword. Oh, sword, yes, but. The beauty of like our daily snaps, or mm-hmm. I can send you a Marco Polo, or God bless us and sending each other like just ridiculous things via Instagram and TikTok. I look forward to opening those notifications because I know it's going to bring joy, I, or it's going to be affirming, or it's gonna. And so, like the that connection that even like on my worst days. Yep. On my very worst days, I can yep. watch one of the videos and go, all right, this is going to be okay. Yep. Because yes. that that's the thing about isolation is we know we're not alone, but we feel like it. Mm-hmm. That when God prompts us, because we, we know this, God's with us, right? And when we're feeling it, excellent. So when God prompts us to say, hey, you haven't talked to so-and-so recently, or you haven't... Go this way on this route. Do this. We have to be yeah. open to that because we could be that presence that is so needed for someone in that that we may not even know. Absolutely. And I think that's so important of as we acknowledge the fear, also acknowledge the conviction that comes because mm-hmm. we know best of all God is with us. Yeah. How do you want to wrap this up? Usually we do a little bit of a preview of the next week. What uh, is next? next? Week is the fear of failure. It's um, Moses. Fear. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fear of failure. Like the fear of missing out, the fear of not being enough, the fear of mm-hmm. all that is happening in the world. Right. I, 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 oof. It's going to be a really uplifting Sunday. <laughs> Definitely. But that's the thing. Like these are really hard topics, but, but again, we have good news. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Humanity's yeah, flawed. God's not. Yes. Definitely. Yep. And like that's why like the scripture focus being on Moses and Moses being called and commissioned through through the burning bush and you know God showing up and saying, "Hey, I've beheld the the suffering of my people. You're going to go to Pharaoh and you're going to say, "Knock it off." Like the God says that's enough. And Moses is like, there's no way I'm doing that, right? you know, because that fear of failing is so high. You're failing your entire people if you fail. Exactly. And he wasn't an elegant speaker. No. And in addition to that, I imagine the weight that the slaves were feeling of how they felt so abandoned and forgotten about and, and that well, dystopian society, because this is not what God wanted for them. Yes. And that this is coming into the hope of what the promised land. Now, does it take a while to get there? Is it instantaneous? No, because again, humans are flawed. God's not. Yep. But 
there's still more to come. Yep. Definitely. So it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's going to be a fun one to put together. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Cup for Time podcast. Again, I've been Pastor Clay along with Pastor Peggy from the Madison United Methodist Church. Uh, just uh, be sure to join us uh, in person or online here in Canton for church on Sunday at 10 o'clock, either in person at the sanctuary or on Facebook Live, and then with a uh, replay on demand on YouTube later. But I uh, just invite you to be a part of that here as we think more about uh, fear and God's presence in the midst of our fears. Thanks for listening to our Cut for Time conversation. Join us for worship in person or on Facebook Live Sundays at 10 o'clock Central Time. And now go in peace and serve the Lord.